From pirate peg legs and hook hands to robotic limbs like those out of science fiction stories, prosthetic limbs have always been meant as a replacement of an organic limb that has been lost to ease with the recovery of the user and to improve their quality of life. These people with limb loss have literally lost a part of themselves, and finding an adequate replacement isn't the only obstacle that amputees might face in their lives. In this premiere episode of Not Joshing Around, I'm going to discuss the advancements in prosthetic technology to improve the functionality and appeal of the robotic limbs. This will be a multi-part series, so stick around for those. I'm Josh Finch, and this is Not Joshing Around. Welcome to the first episode of Not Joshing Around. Reporting from the confines of my prison-slash-dorm room, I'm your humble host, Josh. When I was doing research about the technical and mechanical side of quality of life changes for amputees, the advancements in these technologies amazed me. One study in 2015 by Sleeman Benzmaya, an expert in neuroscience and neuroprosthetics, explored a potential method of restoring the sensation of touch to a person who had lost a limb and was utilizing a prosthetic one. He explains that a prosthetic limb that can decode signals from the brain and translate them to movement in an artificial limb are still limited in their viability if they don't allow for some kind of feedback to the brain. He presents the following metaphor. Quote, Imagine if you could move your body, your arms, your legs, your torso, but any time your skin came into contact with something, you would not feel it. If you closed your eyes for any length of time, you would lose track of where your arms and legs were. Any time you grasped an object, you would not be sure it remained in your hand without looking." End quote. This disconnect between the limb and the brain could potentially even exacerbate that feeling of loss that amputees experience after losing a limb. Ben's Maya's solution? He hopes that by electrically stimulating specific parts of the portion of the brain that regulates and interprets sensory information, and this includes touch, called the somatosensory cortex, according to data that the prosthetic limb collects, the stimulation will mimic the feeling of touch in the user's organic limb. It's like tricking the brain into feeling what it normally would have felt if the organic limb was still present. This technology sounds incredible, and it is, but Benzmaya acknowledges the limitations present with it. The technology for the brain to prosthesis connection is still in its early stages with the electrodes that stimulate the brain causing inflammation at the connection site because they're made of metal. But Benzmeyer remarks that as the technology continues to be improved, it will become more compatible with the brain and cause less harm to the brain tissue. Bringing back the sensation of touch to someone that thought the feeling in their lost limb would be gone forever is truly an incredible feat of neuroscience and technology, and I'm excited to see how it improves in the coming years. One of the most prominent figures in the prosthetic development community currently is Hugh Herr, a leading expert in advanced prosthetic development and technology, and an amputee himself. Herr explained how he and his team approached making more functional and compatible prosthetics in a Wired interview. He said that his team's key strategy in the design of bionic appendages is to look into nature. For example, they looked at how the calf muscle changes and adapts when traversing over different terrains, and they coded similar operations into their leg prosthetics. 
Not only does looking to nature and using the biological processes that are involved in limbs and movement as the basis for their prosthetic limbs improve their design, but the fact that her is an engineer that is also an amputee means that someone with limb loss is actively involved in the research and design process. I think this is desperately needed because it's incredibly difficult to make a viable artificial limb without any input from the people who will be implementing the product. Due in part because of this inclusion, the prosthetic limbs that are produced by HERS division tend to be a lot more easily uh, compatible with the users. And they comment that they're a lot easier to use. But exactly how expensive is this kind of treatment and technology? Direct and indirect costs for the treatment can easily exceed $1 million, according to an investigation by researchers at the Walter Reed National Military Center and the Uniformed Services University of the Health Sciences. After losing a limb, a person's lifestyle completely changes, and this includes their ability to work. Even with a prosthetic limb, the recovery time and amount of physical therapy needed to perform at a similar level is substantial, and during that time, Bills are piling up for both the amputation procedure and the prosthetic limb if the patient chooses to use one. The costs associated with these procedures are enormous, and they could easily weigh down on the amputee while going through a truly devastating process already. Because of this, scientists have begun implementing 3D printing technology with the prosthesis manufacturing process to cut down on these costs for the amputee and make prosthetic limbs that won't break the bank. For example, Researchers from the Israeli Institute of Technology developed a manufacturing line to construct prostheses that are tailor-made to the individual, using 3D scanning and printing technology to make them affordable while keeping them as functional as possible. The pipeline that the investigators developed first uses cameras to scan the amputee's organic limb to infer what the correct anatomical measurements of the prosthetic limb should be to match the organic limb's measurements. The user is also able to input their own preferences for the prosthesis, including the complexity of the limb, ranging from simpler body-powered limbs to more complex limbs that translate electrical signals from the brain to perform specific actions with the artificial limb. These measurements and preferences are then transferred to a 3D printer, and the personalized prosthesis is then assembled with its respective technology. Because this process implements 3D printing, a prosthesis that could cost thousands or tens of thousands of dollars becomes one that costs hundreds instead. Even if it doesn't function as well as the more expensive counterparts, the lower price makes them potentially viable options for amputees, especially if feedback from testers is implemented, the functionality is improved, and the customizability is increased, like being able to choose the color or being able to match more closely the skin tone of the user. As these prototypes and other similar prototypes get tested and more research is performed and applied, these cheaper prostheses will only be made more and more viable for amputees. Prosthetic technology has a bright future because the technology will only get better and better as more research is poured into it and more attention is placed upon it. It's incredibly exciting. I can only imagine that once the mechanical and technolo technological aspects are nearing perfection, the next step will be applying a synthetic sleeve around the limb that resembles the user's skin to make their limb loss almost imperceptible. I'll go into this idea of hiding the limb loss and the emotional and psychological effects that amputees might face in the next part. If you like this episode and want to learn more, listen to the next part. 
I hope you learned something, and if you want to do more research, the sources and articles referenced in the episode can be found in the episode description. This was Not Joshing Around, hosted by me, Josh Finch. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thank you.